This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, October the 4th, 2016. Well, thank you, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Tuesday, October 4th. My name's Homer Lopez, and I welcome you. Thanks for joining us today. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at one 800 951 The lovely Wendy's here today to take your phone calls, walk you through your order. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. It's as simple as point and click. Take a look at the products. Take a look at the variety of news that's out there making sure you keep up with what's going on in our economy. And all of this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name is Joe Jaquin. Joe, it's Tuesday. How are you today? Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back in the Valley of the Sun. I'm here to tell you. You know what? It was a little cooler today. Yeah. As I was uh, leaving for the office about 5 o'clock this morning, it was in the upper 50s, which means it's almost time for when we get to brag about how great the weather is here. I'll tell you what, being in Idaho, waking up there, it was 30 degrees. You know, 29, is that when you get up at 5 a.m. When, when it gets to be about zero degrees or yeah, less we're, there. We're, we're going to be pointing at them and laughing and laughing at their... Did you have a good time? So had you... a wonderful time. I got to, I got to visit uh, a lot of... Uh, well, the old stomping ground that is Idaho, Boise, Twin Falls, Jerome, Rupert, Idaho. For those of you that you know know the walking, the, the, where I grew up in that part of the country, and uh, spent some quality time with my brothers, and a lot of time on the golf course, and uh, you know we ate, drank, and were married. It was just a bunch of. It was a brotherly love fest. Oh, it was. All Most fun. people call that a family reunion. For you, it's just your brothers. It's just our brothers. Right. Our sisters weren't there, and they were Facebooking us and texting us a little bit with a little bit of jealousy that they weren't there, but. Um, uh, it was a great time. It was a great time. I got to teach my brothers how to golf, and that's <laughs> that's saying a lot. Because you know I'm a horrible golfer. Well, of our group, you are the worst yeah. one. Yeah. So any, anyway, welcome back. We missed you. Uh, huge, uh, huge pullback in the gold and silver markets today. Uh, the best opportunity to buy gold in, I don't know, probably maybe February, March, something like that. Something like that, man. Something I like that. You got gold numbers. down uh, 30 bucks, $33, $12.75. Silver down $0.77, cents, $18 to the ounce. The reason, I don't really know. Here's what I do know. I do know the dollar did break higher today. Of course, when you think about what's happening uh, with the banks over in Europe, of course, Japan's a mess. Uh, England today, their central bank was out, and they were very, very dovish. Uh, the pound, matter of fact, the British pound, the lowest in 31 years. And, and I've been saying it all along. Listen, this is going to be a race to the bottom, uh, and right now we're losing. And I guess that's the way you could look at it. Here was the data point that were out here in the U.S. Manhattan apartment sales. This is the high-end market. Starting to really see a lot of cracks now forming in the high end, down 20%. Atlantic City missed another bond payment. 
yesterday. They are in what we now call a technical default. Can I ask you a question about that? Sure. So when a city like Atlantic City misses a bond payment, how big a check is that they're supposed to be writing? Oh, millions. It's millions, millions of, dollars. of dollars. And yeah, who are millions. they writing that check to? That's a great question. Somebody owns it. My, my guess is it's tucked away nicely in one of your high-yielding mutual funds. Okay, all right. Something to that effect. But uh, you know what I wonder? You know when you miss your car payment, eventually they repossess it. Sure. You miss your house payments, eventually they'll repossess. And I say eventually because we know here in Arizona you could have stayed in your house for years and years, but eventually they'll get around to kicking you out. Do you think anybody wants to repossess Atlantic City? I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I, hey, uh, you can have it back. I, if I'm in Atlantic City, I'd almost be like, well, I, I don't know. I guess Take it. I just don't know anybody that's ever spoke fondly of Atlantic City that I know. And we know a lot of people from the East Coast, you know, up here. And, and uh, you know, there are different parts, Jersey Shore, that they love and all that. But Atlantic City no. is the armpit of that area, it really I is. think. It, it's bad. It's yeah, so it's it's Love just it's it's interesting to me, and I'm sitting here going, okay, so uh, they got to write a check to somebody, you know. I'm curious, is some call center calling Atlanta City saying, <laughs> hey, you uh, are, when can we expect payment? When can we expect payment on this ball. seventy-three million dollars? We're going to come and repossess <laughs> our ugly city. If you don't make payment, is anybody sweating that the, check? I don't know. The mayor's had his kid's baseball game and his phone's ringing, right? It's a bill collector. A, you know? uh, hello, my name is Steven, I'm, and he's calling from Middle East, Eastern India. Right. I don't know. We're in the Taj Mahal uh, uh, call center, and we'd like to know about your payment, and when can we expect, could you make a partial payment? Right. You know, could, right. what could, right. what could, could you on a plan? What you on a plan? Atlantic City, pay your bills. Can they make that payment in chips? Yeah, right. And you know what? Maybe you could get the old casino chips from all the casinos that closed down and give them those. It's a great idea. So anyway, you know, I'm just saying, if I'm Atlantic City, I'm like, "Eh, what are you going to do? You going to come repossess this? (laughs) You can have it. We got a nice empty uh, three, four, five empty casinos. You can take those. Good luck. Uh, New York ISM was out. It was also negative, and this is what's so baffling today, because our news was not good either. The employment index for the New York Federal Reserve fell by the biggest, it had the biggest drop in history of them collecting this data. In other words, when they called all the businesses in the New York Fed area, and they asked the simple question, are you hiring? Yes or no? Are you firing? Yes or no? A lot of no's on the hiring and a lot of yeses on the firing. Uh, the index fell from 54.9 to 33.9. By the way, 50 is flat. And oh yeah, and the IMF lowered the GDP forecast for the United States. Just in time to welcome China. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, back at full strength. Homer Lopez, Joe Jake, with all of you. Wendy's in the back. She's just finishing. We're all done. All of the medals plans have uh, been boxed. Uh, the last, there was 
and and I just didn't get to it yesterday. I tried. I wanted to be done yesterday, but there are seven seven of you. I just we just couldn't get to. Them. And uh, you guys are out today. That's it. Everybody's taken care of. Uh, you're, I think you're going to just be thrilled. I, I was I was so excited doing. It. it was a lot of fun for me, uh, and and I think you're all going to love what you got. Uh, if you haven't signed up for that program, uh, great month to start. October starts the new quarter. Uh, give Wendy a call at 800-951-0592, and she can get you taken care of. If you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, go out to allamericangold.com, click on our medals plan button, and you can read about it there. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I have. I thought I had another announcement. I'm, i got to write more stuff down. I'm starting to get older now, and I just... I don't know. If I don't write it down, I can't remember. Anyway, it'll come to me probably. I know you hit me up with the Helmer. Remind me to say this. Remind I know. Me to say I, that. Do, I do say that, right? <laughs> I'm like, let's talk about this. Don't let me forget. And uh, anyway, yeah, the IMF came out this morning. By the way, I think this is the real reason why there was some activity in gold and silver today is the IMF's having a big meeting. And, of course, as we know, uh, China became a new member of the special drawing rights on Saturday. And I think they're just playing, uh, you know, kind of used to be for the longest time, the Federal Reserve, when they met, right, gold was going to go down. I mean, that was just how it worked. Now, lately, that's not working. Now, all of a sudden, now the IMF's meeting, apparently they're, they're the new guy in charge. And so they want to act tough. Uh, you know, and the funny thing is, is now they're saying U.S. GDP growth, they've got it down to 1.6, which probably means, I don't know, maybe 1% if we're lucky. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Ramon had it on our website yesterday, and then uh, the Wall Street Journal kind of picked up on it. A company called Garden Fresh. Now, you hear Garden Fresh, that probably doesn't mean anything to you. I know it didn't mean anything to me. They seek Chapter 11, and now they're putting themselves up for sale. Garden Fresh Restaurant Corp. They own soup plantations in a restaurant that you may have heard of, Sweet Tomatoes, is now filing for bankruptcy. The company owned by a private equity firm, Right, Sun Capital Partners, just like so much of the stuff out there, all these private equity companies uh, pretending to own stuff, is going to close 20 to 30 of the 124 locations and put itself up for sale. That was yesterday. On September the 30th, restaurant acquisition. Again, probably doesn't mean much. But they're the owner of Black Eyed Pete and Dixie House restaurant chains. They converted its Chapter 11, which Garden Fresh is doing now, into a Chapter 7 liquidation after it found no buyers, after it filed bankruptcy and put itself up for sale. The bankruptcy court ordered uh, noted the company has shuttered all of its restaurants and the management had resigned. On September the 29th, Coasty Inc., a fast casual chain, they had 1,100 employees, filed for bankruptcy, closed 
over a third of all of its locations, laid off almost half of their staff. So 450 of the 1,100 people uh, were let go. Logan's Roadhouse. It's another place we they have. They just occupied. opened one up here, yeah. don't they? We've got one right up here, right around the corner at Happy Valley. That's Happy not the Valley, one, right. That's not the one they just opened. It's been open for a while. Yeah, a different one, a different Roadhouse. Uh, I think that was Texas Roadhouse. Logan's Roadhouse. Casual steakhouse with over 200 locations. Closed more than a dozen stores on top of the locations it had already closed. And it filed for bankruptcy protection in August. Nine restaurant companies representing 14 chains have filed bankruptcy just since the beginning of the year. Garden Fresh Restaurant Acquisitions, Logan's Roadhouse, The Fox and the Hound, Bailey's, Old Country Buffet, Hometown Buffet. Apparently the buffets aren't doing it. What is going to happen to all these people that work there? Because that was one of the streams that was growing in employment. That's what they're saying, Serving right? I'm just, hey, listen, I don't know where they get that data from. I'm just telling you what's happened. Ryan's, uh, Johnny Carino's, Quaker Steak and Lube. You may want to try a different name. <laughs> I don't know. Quaker, not Steak, Steak. And uh, Zio's Italian Kitchens have all filed for bankruptcy protection. But don't worry. Everything's wonderful, and you just have nothing to worry about whatsoever. Um, you know, we heard about Wells Fargo. I covered that at Infinite. By the way, California and, Ch- and Illinois, Illinois yeah, are no longer going to do business with Wells Fargo. And Homer said, what does that mean? I said, well, when they go to sell debt, they're not calling Wells Fargo. Right, because that's how these... Because you guys are that's how you criminals. Guys make, right, that's yeah. how you make money. Massachusetts top security regulator accused Morgan Stanley of paying bonuses to brokers to encourage them to, put, to push loans onto their clients. The complaint filed Monday by the security of the Commonwealth alleges that Morgan Stanley brokers in Massachusetts and Rhode Island promoted securities-backed loans, hopefully they weren't Atlantic City, in which clients borrowed against the value of the investment portfolios to win an internal sales contest that rewarded them financially. In other words, here's what happened. They sold these really high markup, commission-based things, whether you needed it or not. Let's say I don't think anybody probably needed it. The complaint says that the program tripled new loan originations and created a conflict of interest between the brokers and their clients. Now, here's the problem. What do you think happened to the brokers that did not do well in this quote-unquote contest? They were terminated? You think? You think they just got let go? You think they probably got shown the door or they got got the old, uh, uh, hey, Bill, why don't you come into my office and let's sit down and have a little talk. Uh, I can see here uh, you're not making your quota here. What's going on? Well, this this really isn't good for the client. Well, you know what won't be good for you today? Yeah, you continue not selling it, and it won't be good for you. So get back out there. 
I wonder if that actually... I, I believe it does. I think it's pretty close. Morgan Stanley objects strongly to these allegations. It said that the brokers played down the risk, including that the firm could liquidate their investments to repay the loans. The securities-based loan accounts were opened only after discussing the product with each client and obtaining their affirmation of consent, said Morgan Tennessee. We're not Wells Fargo. Right? Wells Fargo, they just opened the account whether you consented or not. Here, we misrepresented everything about it, but you signed off, so therefore we're good. This is what I keep saying. You're, you're constantly under attack. You know, it just seems like it, it never, never ends. Uh, I do have an update on where we stand now with the electronic currency. Now, think about, again, we've seen a big ramp up this year in blockchain, right, which is the, I guess, the... I don't know if I, if I want to call it the program, the language, whatever it is uh, that that uses the digital currency format. At the same time, they paved the way for China to uh, become a reserve currency and part of the special drawing rights basket. That happened on Saturday. Yesterday, J.P. Morgan Chase says it's working on a new twist in the technology behind Bitcoin that would allow the bank to use a publicly available system for confidential transactions. In other words, this is a whole new meaning of Big Brother. The move is a break with how some banks have approached the use of the Bitcoin-style network known generally as the blockchain, to try to replace creaking old systems with faster new technology. See, they're, they're creaky and they're old. <laughs> right? For anybody that, does, that uses paper currency, you got to be a terrorist, a drug dealer, or some form of tax evader. And we've got to use this technology because our old, you know, they're so creaky. I guess that, I don't, I don't know, that Cat5 cable, just so creaky and old that we need a new system with even faster technology. Now, I don't know what, how many transactions a computer can do in a second. It's a computer, you know, it's right. a bunch. It's like millions. Millions, yeah. Millions of them. I don't know if it's millions, I mean, but it's a lot. It's a lot, right, a lot. Do we need to go any faster? I mean, has it been that long ago when we remember all the flash crashes that happened? Right, because it was going too fast? It says that instead of creating a completely new private blockchain, J.P. Morgan engineers say they have found a way to limit access to transactions shared via a network to people who need to know the details like parties to a trade or regulators. 
The project called, and I, I hope I, uh, Quorum, is being built off the publicly accepted, uh, accessible, they're calling Ethereum Network Code. Now, I have no idea what that is. But apparently, J.P. Morgan says, hey, we can tap into this which already exists, which is the next step. And this is really what they're working towards. What does this all mean? What it all means is now J.P. Morgan is saying, hey, banks, let's all get on board. Instead of all of us having to spend billions and billions and billions of dollars, we're going to tap into the system that's already out there, and we can speed up the process. And really, this is really what we have to get ready for. Because you start seeing now, I mean, these banks, let's face it, do you think that J.P. Morgan would invest billions of billions of dollars if they didn't already know this is where we were headed? You think Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley and Citi and B of A and Wells Fargo and all the European banks. You think they're working on this just for funsies? Hey, I got a great idea. Let's spend a a bunch of money on this electronic blockchain stuff. Well, why would we want to do that? Ah, just for funsies. Right, just to see if we can. Of course not. Right, all of these banks, they're on the board of their Federal Reserve offices. Well, I guess the Wells Fargo guy got asked to leave. Of course, he's on the board of the, was on the board of the San Francisco Federal Reserve. They already know. Why do you think they're doing it? Pager Radio News Hour, halftime on a Tuesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Mrs. Schlafly in 1972 to preserve the family, oppose the radical feminist agenda, and represent a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Unlike most political leaders, the late Phyllis Schlafly also had a tremendous cultural influence by establishing respectability for those who stay at home and raise their children. Even many liberal-leaning women who reached adulthood in the 1980s and beyond are grateful to Phyllis for carving out space in our culture for them to spend time raising their children and educating them at home. Indeed, one of Phyllis's proudest achievements was that she taught her children how to read at home, which she did for all six of them in the 1950s and 60s. This was decades before the homeschooling movement blossomed as an expansion on the same concept. Recently, some have called Phyllis the Iron Lady, but that term fails to capture the enormous good humor and charm that she always had in the face of intense hostility. Some of you may have had the benefit of attending one of her debates or presentations, where she would invariably withstand a hostile opponent or audience with remarkable grace. Phyllis attended Republican national conventions over a span of 64 years, from 1952 to 2016, and the party platform now embraces her positions on everything from building a wall to being strongly pro-life, to attaining military superiority, which were all positions that she staked out decades ago. Her funeral mass on September 10th was held at the Cathedral Basilica in St. Louis. 
the same place where Phyllis was married in 1949 to Fred Schlafly, a blissful union that lasted until his death in 1993. But far from slowing down as a widow, Phyllis continued her work for another 23 years by both building on her prior efforts and expanding into new topics. William Shakespeare left this world with a legacy in playwriting that took generations to admire fully. Phyllis Schlafly produced more during her lifetime than the rest of us could keep up with, and it may take us decades simply to realize all the good work accomplished by Phyllis Schlafly, our conservative hero and titan of American politics. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Have you visited our website? It's your source for a conservative perspective on education, government, family, and the latest liberal agenda. At www.eagleforum.org, you can write Congress, join Eagle Forum, and download our congressional scoreboard, our first reading test, even this radio broadcast. Log on to eagleforum.org. Join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Pedro Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We ran out of our special yesterday. It was just just a fantastic opportunity. Even with gold down thirty five bucks, you still can't buy it for what I sold it for yesterday. I'm going to do it again today, but in a different format. This one, and again, these are limited, and they're limited because I was able to only buy so many at a just a fantastic price. So today I've got 20 of these packages. Each package has a $10 Liberty Gold coin. Okay, that's 1866 to 1907. And a $10 Indian gold coin. And the Indians were essentially 1908 through 1929, and then they skipped a bunch of years in there. Some of the years they didn't make any Indian. So you're going to get a $10 Liberty Gold piece, a $10 Indian Gold piece. They're going to be $1,390 for the two, which makes them $695 a piece. And you're saving, I don't even know how much, but it's a lot. I mean, you're saving a lot, like 70 bucks, maybe more, maybe even 80 bucks uh, when you buy the set. So you're going to get, but I only have 20 because that was, that was all there was. I bought every Indian there was, and I bought all the $10 libs that they had. So you're going to get a 1010, a $10 Liberty and a $10 Indian. Uh, they're thirteen hundred and ninety dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, it's really difficult to buy one ten dollar. You know, just like a two ten dollar libs for less than a twenty. You've never. I, I mean, I've been doing this thirteen years. Never. Me and Wendy talked about this when we were putting it together this morning. Never have you been able to buy. A ten dollar Liberty and a ten dollar Indian for less than a twenty dollar gold piece, but we were able to do it today. I wish we could have done more. I wish they had a hundred of them. I would have bought them all, uh, but I bought all that they had. There's only twenty. Uh, they're thirteen hundred and ninety dollars. So you get one of each. You get a ten dollar Indian. You get a ten dollar Liberty. 
1390 at 800 951 Now, why is it? So we learn now that according to J.P. Morgan, hey, we, we've got a way, there's this infrastructure that's already in place that we can use for this blockchain. We know that China's become now a member of the basket in the special drawing rights of the IMF. What's the problem? What's the need? Right? I mean, have you have you asked yourself what's wrong with what we've got? What's the problem with it? Right? I mean, we've been using I guess Federal Reserve notes, I guess since the 30s. What's wrong with the system that we have? Why is it that we need to change? And the answer really is simple. There's no more growth. In other words, see, the Federal Reserve and all fiat currencies, they always could get growth via what? It's inflation. Really, I, I call it what it truly is, which is confiscation. They confiscate your wealth just a little bit. Right, just a little bit every year. A little bit of confiscation, never hurt anybody. And if it got confiscated enough, we got growth and we called that GDP and we said, what a great thing. Now, why do we need higher GDP growth? I mean, would it be the end of the world if, say, growth was flat? What would happen? And let's just say GDP for the United States is $18 trillion for the year. Would it be the end of the world, Homer, if we only did $18 trillion next year? And what if we did $18 trillion the year after that? What's so horrible about that? It may be the end of the world for those on Wall Street. Well, you know what? Here's the funny thing. It is. See, because all of this quote-unquote growth is backed by debt. And in order for the debt to be payable, you have to have growth. Because without the growth, then all the debt that they loan the money on, isn't you can't pay it back. So with, without the growth, the whole thing collapses. And there's a great article today. Uh, the guy's name is Kirk Spano. Now, Kirk Spano, I never heard of the guy. But apparently, he was the winner of the very first Market Watch competition to find the world's next great in- investing columnist. Okay, so, so he's a He's a journalist, I guess, with a slant towards investment writing. And here's what he said. I've been talking about slow global economic growth since I've been writing for Market Watch. It's been five years now. In May of 2015, when I expanded my thoughts a bit, and I wrote, global growth will never be the same. 
There was a lack of belief in what I was saying. Earlier this year, when I dubbed the structural situation as slow growth forever, I was outright mocked. Right? That, that's what they love to do. Anytime you actually use facts, what do they do? They mock us. They mock you. I don't know how many of you have said, Joe, my family thinks I'm nuts, right? They don't listen to me. And, and of course, they listen a little more now that gold's done well. But everybody you talk to, right, they don't want to know what's really happening. And what they do in order to make themselves feel better, right, it's really an age-old, hey, here's what we're going to do, right? Kind of like back in, when you were back in, like, junior high school. Let's gang up and pick on that kid, right? And this is what they do. They do it on the media. They do it when you, anytime you call your broker, right, let's just say he has your IRA or he's got your, investment that you use and you tell him you, you want to buy gold, what does he do? What do you think? He starts mocking you. What? Why would you do that? You don't want to do that. What are you, an idiot? Pointing and laughing at you. We're going to finish this article when we get back. Uh, by the way, Wendy just said we're down to 10. 10 specials left at 1390. Still got a couple of lines open. Nine. I know there's now only nine specials left. If you haven't heard it yet, it is a $10 Liberty gold piece and a $10 Indian gold piece. $695 a piece. Put them together, it's $1,390. Never, ever, ever since I've been doing this have you had a $10 gold piece where that's an Indian and with anything, and less than have it be less than a twenty, you can't buy. You can call me up today and say, "Joe, I want to buy fifty twenties. I can't sell them at thirteen ninety today. Just can't. But you got nine of these packages left: a ten dollar Liberty and a ten dollar Indian gold piece. Thirteen hundred and ninety for the set at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So we're reading from. Kirk Spano, who is the first ever winner of the best investment columnist in the world, talking about, here's a guy that MarketWatch said, you're the best, saying how he's been mocked and ridiculed because he wrote about global growth will never be the same, slow growth forever, just a few of the articles he's written. Over the past several weeks, several members of the Fed have agreed with me about the deeper nature of the slow growth. I'm not sure if that's good or bad, he said. Among the first people to see the structural slow growth situation was Larry Summers. Of course, Larry Summers the man who would have been the Fed chief back in 2013, he lost, I guess I lost, I don't know, it was him, it was going to either be him or Janet Yellen. In the past decade before the crisis, Summer wrote, bubbles in loose credit 
were only sufficient to drive moderate growth. He went on to expand on his ideas that slow economic growth was a long-term trend with a title with an article titled The Age of Secular Stagnation. And I'm going to tell you, Homer's like, what? What? What is secular stagnation? Okay, great right. question, right? What does that mean? Well, God, let's go back into our history books. The Great Depression. They said it was deflation, right? That was the problem, right? Of course, the central bank got created in 1913. We're over, I think, like 100 years, our money was gold. We didn't even have a central bank in this country for decades. Decades. You know what the funny thing is? You never hear about, oh, my God, the horrible banking crisis of 1862. You don't hear about it. The Great Depression of 1841. Don't hear about it. You didn't start hearing about this stuff until we got this Federal Reserve. The reason why they took away your gold is because they needed to get the growth so they could pay for all the debt that they had put out there. And they only knew how to do it by devaluing your money. It's that simple. You know what, really? It's not even some type of rocket science formula. And now, to know what, how your money converts into a special drawing, right, you may need some mathematical degree. Right. The reciprocal of this or that. But when it comes to money, growth is simple as long as you get, they call it inflation, as long as they devalue the currency. You're supposed to get growth. Then in the 70s, we had the opposite, didn't we? We had rampant inflation. Right, so let's see. The first twenty years, the Fed came around and they got deflation. Right, the stock market went bust. Everybody got nervous. Nobody trusted the money. No one wanted to do anything. Then after World War II, because let's face it, World War II really took up a great deal of time. And by the way, the Fed never figured its way out of that one. World War II did. Then about 20 years after World War II, 25 years after World War II, we ended up with rampant inflation. Right? How did we get out of that? You know, Paul Volcker, you know, interest rates were 20% and all this stuff. And, and of course, we got out of it with closing the gold window. Right? That was how you got out of it, right? Let's close the gold window. We're going to be true free floating fiat currency and it took them a few years to figure out what let's implode the deficit right let's really get the debt bubble going and now they're talking about the secular stagnation in other words hey all the tools that we used to use to create confiscation of your wealth that we used to get us that growth number that we so desperately needed are no longer working. <laughs> right. Now we've got secular stagnation, right? No matter what they do, 
negative rates, quantitative easing, bond buying, all this stuff. There's no growth anywhere. Right? They don't have to worry about too hot. Right? They don't have to worry about just right. Everything's just cold. Charles Evans, he, by the way, he's the Chicago Fed president. I wonder what he thinks about Illinois and how bad of shape they are in financially. I never hear him talk about that. Recently gave a speech. He didn't do it here. Right? This is the other thing. These guys, they give these speeches all over the place. Rarely is it here. He gave a speech in China that largely agreed with what Summers and Sparrow had to say. So what does this all have to do with blockchain? I'm going to try to put that together for you in this final segment. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment. 800-951-0592. We had one line. Now we got two. Two lines still open. Uh, Wendy says they're, we're not sold out yet. Last count I had five. Five $10 lib and a $10 Indian, a 10-10 combo pack, a $10 Liberty and $10 Indian at $1,390 at 800-951-0592. So we're trying to put together the rush to blockchain, which is really what's called what it is, the electronic currency, China's inclusion into the special drawing rights, and then what the Federal Reserve is really saying when they speak outside of the country or they do one of their little Fed writings and they write articles and things of that that the media doesn't tell you about. And this is a great article, by the way. I'm going to do it again tomorrow because I, there's, he just goes off and he, from the St. Louis Fed, the Boston Fed, the Chicago Fed, and all the things they talk about. The reason why we need to get to this blockchain is so they can force the confiscation on us. In other words, if we can't get inflation through ordinary means, right, dropping of the interest rates, right, that used to do it, right? Now it's negative rates and extraordinary means, bond buys, all of that, it's not working. They know what the solution is. They do. And the solution is very, very simple. Very simple. Which is confiscate the money faster. In other words, set up a system where everything is electronic. We can alter the exchange rate to get the growth that we need. In other words, we'll create the inflation by ourselves instead of it being via the policy. We'll just do it through a simple mathematical formula that changes the exchange rate between the electronic Federal Reserve note and the special drawing rights. 
which in which is what I think is going to happen. You know, these special drawing rights are not new. They've been around forever. Well, forever. I mean, since we created the IMF and set this all up. And this is what I keep trying to get across to you. These people are geniuses. They had this thing set up a long time ago. They just didn't know when they were going to have to use it. But they knew it was going to come. They just didn't know when, and now here we are, and it's a pot us. And to do it electronically, even ba- I bet that was even better than their wildest imagination. It's almost going to be like a two-currency um, two system. Everybody will use whatever their native currency is. And all the global trade will be done in SDRs. And that way, when you make a slight adjustment into the calculation, you can get your inflation. (laughs) Right? Essentially, it's that. Called the different name. 800-951-0592. Get the last of the 1010, the $10 lib, $10 Indian special at $1390. 